Welcome to the Tantra and Yoga podcast. These podcasts are recorded live at Anatar Ashram with Artemis and Bhairav in the Nishka Nation of Northern BC, Canada. For more information, you can visit anatara.org. In this special episode of Tantra and Yoga, you'll get a sneak peek into a Q&A session from our online yoga and meditation teacher training, where students from around the world meet in spiritual community to bring questions to Artemis and Bhairav about their experiences in practice and training. Artemis also mentions the power of mantra in relation to a student's question. If you're interested in learning about mantra, we have a free online course called Tantric Mantra Sadhana. We also have another online teacher training beginning January 2nd. Both courses can be found through the link in this episode description as well as on our website. I don't know how relevant is the colors of the chakras, but I have uh, seen different places and different colors, and also uh, the sides of the chakra, the left and the right. If you can touch up a little bit the difference between and each one what's activated or not. Yeah, for the colors of the chakras, um, I'm not really too concerned about that. I um we purposely don't include uh the colors because uh of course there there might be a natural flow of the colors as the as colors increase in frequency we can uh symbolically place colors on the chakras like red for base and um moving upward in this way but that doesn't it's it's symbolic of the chakras, possibly, but not necessarily um, the colors of the chakras in themselves. So, um, so we don't include it because it's only a, a symbolic basis rather than the actual colors. It's also not traditional. It's something that's been introduced since the West. Um, brought the chakras over we could say or the global north maybe is a better way to put it mm-hmm. um it's not some it's not information that you would find in any traditional text on the chakras mm-hmm. and uh guruji also tells us that uh, like he himself can see chakras we don't have this blessing but he says that the when you look at the chakras they don't have such a clear color uh, that they're kind of shimmering with many different colors so it's not uh, the, the chakras themselves are not having such a clear color coordination, but it can be, as Bhairav says, helpful for us to memorize or to understand in some way. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As for um, the left and the right aspects of the chakras, these are, um, we. it's good to look at the left and the right sides as basically um, we could call it um, lunar and solar, um, meaning like sun and moon um, polarities, left and right. Um, some would go as far as to say masculine and feminine, but we don't like to use this here because masculine and feminine is is the qualities of of the masculine, the qualities of the feminine. It's cultural based. So if you lived in I don't know, the Amazon, it might be different from if you lived in Denmark, what these qualities would be. So instead of that, we try to stay away from that part. But the left and the right 
the lunar and the solar, we could say the uh, receptive and the emittive, the ability to receive and to feel the energy. Um, and then the right side is to, um, to give. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess to give. So in this way, we could see like, um, let's say with the heart, with love, if we have uh, the left side more active, the lunar side more active, we will be receptive to love, but we might not be able to be in a position to give love. Or we might be a person who just gives all the time in the world, but we can't receive it. We can't be, we can't, um, yeah, we can't perceive that others are also giving as well. And so we can't receive that. So. So it's good that um, on all of our chakras, we're receptive and emittive. So then there is this flow of the energy between us and the other, between us and the universe. I definitely resonated with that, especially during the, um, the heartwarming exercise. Um, and the, the right side was more engaged than, than the left. Um, mm -hmm. So that I acknowledge that know I have a lack of like receiving love so is it just practicing those like heart opening uh, exercises and just paying attention to it and then practicing receiving love or do you have any other guidance in that area um yeah like really any of the asanas that are balancing on the different chakras and you'll learn more more about that in the second sequence but any of the asanas which are balancing are helping to um, to bring that into balance, uh, helping to bring the two sides to be equal. So yeah, we have the uh, the um, the one in that warming exercise. We have the, um, the pigeon pose as well, which is balancing for the heart. We have also the the gomukasana like this, which is also balancing for the heart. And um, those are just three I can think of right now. There's, there's bound to be more. And, and also on, on the other chakras as well, like, like for, um, for Manipura, for the navel chakra, we have like um, the warrior series, which are balancing on both sides. We have um, ones for Muladhara as well, balancing on both sides, ones for Ajna. So, so yeah. Um, all of them will help to bring uh, this balancing effect to the chakras if we're imbalanced in some way. Uh, something else that I'll also add uh, for anyone here um, is I cannot uh, suggest enough, I guess, that the power of uh, practicing mantra, practicing mantra japa, uh, because when we're practicing mantra, uh, specifically mantras from from a direct lineage rather than just pulling a mantra out of a book or maybe making one up for ourselves. Um, this is awakening all aspects and aligning all aspects of our being energetically. Um, so I can say in my life that this has been the fastest way to move through blockages, to, to open up and, and to start, um, yeah, to, to, to start manifesting those things in my life that I need, whether I, I knew it or not. 
And this is because when we're doing mantra, energy is flowing through the entire energy system um, and naturally starting to, you can kind of imagine it like, like a road, the nadis, the energy system that, that, that these the channels that the energy flows through. And so some nadis may be a bit more filled with guck, you know, a little bit more blocked. So maybe the left side of receiving love is more blocked or whatever it might be for each individual. But when we're doing mantra japa, energy is traveling through these nadis, which then starts to clear out this guck. The more energy we have flowing through, the more that it will start to, to open. So when we're working with mantra, uh, the energy is just flowing wherever it needs to flow rather than with asana, we, we can be more specific, uh, but sometimes we don't even know for ourselves what is truly blocked here. It may feel like it's a little bit of a block on anahata, but maybe it's actually a block on swarastana. Maybe we need more manipura. And so with mantra, we can just trust that it's like a medicine that will come in and, and start to open things up for us. So yeah, mm -hmm. I wanted to bring that forward as well for anybody really. <laughs> 